It's always nice to be able to start and hear somebody say something nice about you. Uh, I'm also going to say uh, something nice to Joel to get going, and that's thank you for picking my wife's favorite Christmas song and kind of jacking it up a little bit. That, that was particularly good. <clears throat> now, as some of you may know and some of you may not know, uh, I have been writing a weekly word of encouragement to inmates at Angola Penitentiary in Hunt Correctional in Louisiana. I've been doing that since March when they got locked down. And to date, I have written over 60 letters, probably closer to 70. It's been a blessing for me, that's for sure, to be able to dig into God's Word and find out some way to encourage people who every day live in a kind of a discouraging thing. And and believe me, when they got locked down in March, I heard from them the discouragement and the lack of hope. And I thought, what can I do because I can't get back down to prison for a while. I haven't been down there since February. So I started writing these letters. Now, the interesting thing is many of these messages have actually been written, read on the prison radio station, KLSP, the incarceration station, the station that kicks behind the bricks, 106. Yeah, you all know the whole thing. I'm an old radio guy, too. Uh, and because of that, inmates at Angola, and there are 6,200 of them, have an opportunity to hear these words of encouragement, along with the security officers and the staff. I've actually sent down a few sermons I've written, and lo and behold, some of them have been taken and recorded. They have an opportunity once a week for a few pastors to go into a place, have messages that are videotaped, and then spread throughout the prison. So that's kind of neat. But today, what I want to do, kind of an introduction to my message, Celebrating Grace in the New Year, is uh, I want to begin by sharing the New Year's Day word of encouragement that I wrote to inmates. So I want you to imagine yourself as being an inmate who's been held captive at least since last March. Okay, I titled this Never Again, Never Again. So that's when I read it to you. Every person we know, including your friends in prison, has had to celebrate Christmas 2020 in a modified manner. People did not travel. And of course, you guys don't get to travel anywhere. Families did not get together, neither did your family and you. Fewer presents were given. For you, in-person visitations for you were closed down in March of 2020, and connections with family and friends ceased. One person I talked to in a local coffee shop actually told me, this year my family decided we could only afford to draw each other pictures and write each other poems. This is how it was in 2020. Still, we have taken a count your blessings approach to this season, making the best of it, being thankful for what we have rather than focusing on what has been left out. Now, friends, this is a good idea, of course, but we would also suggest that we resolve in the coming year to adopt a new attitude of never again. Never again will we take for granted the things that were missed or lost this past year. I mean, this past year, we know people who are unemployed. Others have lost their businesses. And by the way, these guys being locked down lose their opportunity for hobby craft and a few other jobs to earn a a meager amount of money to buy extra things at the canteen. These people will never again take a job for granted and will likely never again complain about having to work for a paycheck, even when the conditions are less than perfect. This year, we know some who are without a home. 
Never again will they take for granted having four walls to call their own. Or as you guys would say, three hots and a cot. This year, we know that you, our friends at Angola and Hunt, spent Christmas without family and friends one more time. Prayerfully, we hope that none of us will ever again take for granted family get-togethers. And yet, we have all survived and taken in stride the many required adjustments to this season. This is what most people do, especially those whose lives are built on a foundation of faith in Jesus. But friends, it's okay to feel the absence of that which has been lost this year. But now is a good time for all of us to decide, never again will we overlook even the smallest of God's many blessings in our lives. And when God restores what was lacking this year, as I'm sure he probably will, we will take notice and we will give him thanks and we will treasure the gift of his goodness. That's a word of encouragement to you prisoners, to these guys. And I miss them dearly. Now, to the rest of you that are held captive this morning while I speak, and to people who are watching online or listening, uh, here we are on the very first Sunday of a brand new year, 2021, January the 3rd. Now, as some of you may know, uh, January has a particularly descriptive name. It comes from a Latin word, janua, uh, which means a door or a window that you can either look forward through or backward through. Now, historians also say that uh, it's also derived from the name uh, Janus, who is a common uh, Roman household god. And if you see some old drawings, you'll see a person who is two-faced. Now, we use that term today, but this one had a face in the front and a face in the back so he could see where he was going and he could see where he had been. I'm going to suggest that we all become two-faced Christ followers this morning. But in the best sense of that term, as we stand inside the doorway of the first Sunday in January in a new year, 2021, and we're going to take a little look at where we've come from, but we also want to see where we are going, God willing. And I hope today that this message, which is simply titled Celebrate God's Grace in the New Year, will be a blessing to all of you. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, as we gather on this first day, we just pray that the words of our mouth the meditation of our hearts, would be found acceptable in your sight, for you, O Lord, are our constant rock and redeemer. Amen. Now, the text that I chose for the day is kind of at the end of Isaiah's prophecy. Isaiah had just finished describing all the changes that this coming Messiah would uh, bring to God's people before I get to this, my text. But here he goes on to describe the effect his preaching would have, the Messiah's preaching would have on those who lived in Israel who remained faithful to God. So he introduces this final section of his prophecy by using the prayer of somebody who recognizes that, that all that the Lord has done for his people. So take a look at these words here up on the screen from Isaiah. It says, I will tell of the kindnesses of the Lord. Is that what you've been doing last year? Is that what you're going to be doing this year? The deeds for which he is to be praised. How about last year? This year? According to all that the Lord has done for us. Last year. This year. Yes, the many good things he has done for the house of Israel, or the house of praise and worship. According to his 
compassion. Well, if I could read that in Greek, you'd find my favorite Greek word, Mark Splunknitzelmai, to feel it churn in your guts. And his many kindnesses. He said, surely they are my people, sons who will not be false to me. And so he became their savior. But then these really key words, and this is really the the basis for what I'm going to talk about this morning. It says, in all their distresses. Now, were you distressed at all this last year? Guess what? He, too, was distressed. And the angel of his presence saved them. We'll get back to that a little later. In his love and mercy, he redeemed them. He lifted them up and he carried them all the days of old. Being old, I find comfort in that passage. See, this prayer from Isaiah encourages us to look back in appreciation at what God has done for us in the past, 2020. And look ahead with anticipation of even more, to quote Mark, Grace and grace and grace in 2021. Now, we don't have to look very far back into the past year to be reminded of God's undeserved grace and grace and grace. In fact, we only need to go back 10 days ago to our Christmas Eve service, the jailbreak, for heaven's sake. I had friends who said, did they really do jailbreak at your church on Christmas Eve? And I said, why not? Why not? See, we were reminded on Christmas Eve that Jesus was born to live the holy life that we were totally incapable of living. And he also died for our punishment, for our sins. I mean, this is the clearest and the most complete reminder of God's kindness and love for us. If you miss Christmas Eve, hunt it up on YouTube and watch it. But see, obviously, our spiritual blessings for 2020 were not confined only to Christmas or Christmas Eve or even Christmas Day. I mean, think about this last year, friends, for 52 Sundays, at least live or online in or out of this place, whether we were at Lynn Weedle Winery or whether we were at the brand new Praise and Worship Discipleship Center or whether we were at the grind on a Saturday night. God has fed us faithfully with his word as we gathered. And I want to just pause for a moment and say, Mark. I cannot begin to thank you enough for doing that for us. What a blessing this man is. I've been in ministry long enough to know that he is a special man of God who understands God's word and is not afraid to share it with people and to share the complete word of God. So thanks again. I'm going to take you back a little bit more to last year. We followed Jesus to the cross during Holy Week. And we all shouted, he is risen on Easter Sunday. We listened to the words and the works of the Savior. And we have seen them presented in absolutely unbelievable visionary style done by Anthony Hunter. We've been encouraged by new music from Joel Telshop. In Bible classes, whether they're in person or online, And through personal time in God's word, because we have people who encourage us to do so. We have found healing and hope and comfort and challenges and peace and grace and mercy. And it goes on and on and on. We have felt God's presence this past year. We've been reassured, even like this morning, we've already been reassured that because of his love, our sins are forgiven. 
We receive that pledge as children of God when we stand in front or we walk by. It doesn't make any difference how we do it. And we receive the body and blood of Jesus Christ at the Lord's Supper. There Jesus invited us to drink and eat the proof of the full payment for our sins that had been made. And now as we celebrate God's grace again today in a brand new year, we kind of look back in appreciation. We really should look back in appreciation at a year that a lot of people said was really bad. But we can say we, we, we came through a bad year, but we really enjoyed the word of God and all that it brought us. If I were at Angola today, I would say, can I get an amen to that? See, the person praying in our text from Isaiah acknowledged that the Lord had done many great things for his people. The Lord had brought these people out of slavery, out of Egypt. He gave them a land flowing with milk and honey. Uh, He defeated all of their enemies for them. And through mighty miracles, he protected them. He empowered them. He pushed them forward. He blessed their crops. Uh, He blessed their sources of income. He did all of these things out of his great compassion, out of his great love, out of mercy, out of grace and grace and even more grace. And they were God's people, just like you and I are. And they enjoyed all of the benefits that go to people who are people of God. See, the reminder of what God did for his people of old ought to really remind us of what God does for his people today. That's you and me. I mean, God still does great things for us. I mean, I wonder, is there anybody here today that cannot talk about the kindness of God in the year 2020? I mean, who can't tell something about the good that God did, even in the midst of a pandemic? See, our Lord has given us shelter for the most part, food, sometimes too much, clothing. We've enjoyed the blessing of family and friends, even if we have to look at them through a Zoom meeting. We've enjoyed God's beautiful creation living here in the Ozarks for one more year, whether you watch it turn green or whether you turn yellow or blue or purple or whatever color. You see the frost on the trees. The Lord has provided us with blessing upon blessing upon blessing more than we can use. But, and there's always a but, isn't there? But let's be honest. Not everything last year in 2020 was all that good. Some might even say 2020 was absolutely the worst year I have ever had. I lost my job. I got COVID. I lost loved ones. I faced financial problems. 2020 was not a good year, and I really don't see all that much that God really did for me. There's another but, though. But friends, when Isaiah recorded this prayer, he could have said the same thing. He and his other believers were facing unbelievable persecution as well. Their country was under under the threat of foreign invasion. Outwardly, things were unbelievably bad. Things were terribly uncertain. How about a third but? But... Isaiah knew that no matter how bad things could be, God was with them, with his people. Isaiah knew that he could only see things from human perspectives. And that was our problem a lot of times in 2020. We were seeing things through human eyes. When people would say to me, Barry, I have so much fear 
And I would say, but perfect love casts out fear. Give me a better vision, Lord. See, because of God's grace, if we look at things from God's perspective, we can all look back at 2020 with some appreciation. I mean, no matter what happened, the Lord was still there. The Lord still blessed us in many ways. See, we're reminded that even though when things look bad in 2020, God was with us. In verse 9, what you saw up here before is, in all their distresses, he too was distressed. God was feeling with us. We had a feeling God. See, it always makes us feel better when somebody knows what we're going through. How many times does that happen when you're really down and somebody comes up and just kind of puts an arm around you and says, it's going to be okay. Or some old dude writes you an email and said, Mark, you look tired on Christmas Eve. I don't know what's going on, but if you need time off, I've stayed out of way for long enough. <laughs> Maybe it could be my turn for change. Or somebody just smiles at you on a bad day. See, there's reason to celebrate God's grace. Our, our God feels our pain. I don't know what pain you experienced this last year, but God felt that too. While we were shedding tears of sorrow, maybe we lost loved ones. God was watching us and he was caring for us. I mean, verse 9 says, the angel of his presence saved them. Now, that's an interesting thing. And as you look back, and you have to say, we may, may never have known all the close calls we had this last year. We may never know how many disasters the Lord actually protected us from. We may have walked through the valley of the shadow of death in 2020 and didn't even know it. But we do know the Lord's presence saved us from disaster. He sends his angels to protect us and shelter us. Verse 9 says, in his love and mercy, he redeemed them, he lifted them up, and he carried them all the days of old. See, through everything we have ever gone through, let's not even stop in 2020, go back to 2019. Let's go back to 1962 when I was a senior in high school. Go back before that, I won't tell you too far back, you'll guess how old I am. But God was there during the good, the bad, and the ugly. Always been. Let's take a look at these words here from Isaiah 46. This is what the Lord also says through the prophet. I have upheld you, upheld you, since you were conceived and have carried since your birth, carried you since your birth, even to your old age. I like that. And gray hairs or no hairs. I am he. I am he who will sustain you. I have made you. I will carry you. I will sustain you and I will rescue you. Boy, if you ever need a pro-life Bible passage, friends, there it is. From conception to old age. Where's God been with you? From year to year, God sustains and helps. See, as we look back at this, maybe we look back at it with appreciation. But some of you still might be wondering... What reason did God have for allowing all of last year's nonsense? The bad and the ugly. Oh, man, I think Mark could preach on this for months. And he'd probably use Romans 8.28. Is that a pretty good guess? He would probably suggest to us that all things that seem bad to us really eventually draw us closer to himself. What does it say? 
in Romans 8, 28. Say it loud. All things work together for good. That's right. Continue. For those who have been called according to his purpose. There you go. It reminds us that the Lord is our strength and the only way out. Now, I'm going to share with you a pretty goofy illustration of this. Uh, when a baby giraffe, you can already tell this is going to be pretty goofy, but when a baby giraffe is born, its mother does something that we might consider pretty cruel. The mother gives the little baby giraffe a good, swift kick. And if the baby giraffe doesn't get up, she kicks it again and again and again until the baby giraffe finally gets up. And then when the little baby giraffe gets up, mama giraffe knocks him down one more time just so she remembers how to get up again. Now, when I heard that, I thought, why does mama giraffe do this? Well, because the baby has to learn to walk very quickly after birth. I mean, there, there are lions and hyenas and leopards and wild dogs who wouldn't mind having a baby giraffe sandwich for breakfast. See, if the mother did not do what looks like a cruel thing, the baby would never survive. Now, that's a kind of a weird illustration to say all of this stuff that has knocked us down. God said this is eventually can be used for good. All things work for good. See, our struggles in 2020 have made us stronger Christ followers. That's what I believe. We have learned to rely on God more fully. God has been with us. He has carried us. He has protected us. The other part of celebration, then, we need to start looking ahead. How many of you made resolutions, New Year's resolutions? Good. I always make a resolution never to make another resolution. But we look forward to another year of God's grace and grace and grace. And this gives us a great advantage over many other people. We're going to go forward now from this day. We started to go forward already January 1st. We can look ahead to 2021 with great anticipation. We've talked about the past long enough. So what is the one thing we look forward to with anticipation in 2021? Well, it is God's mercy and mercy and mercy and more of God's grace and grace and even more grace. We know that all of us are going to fail and fall short this year of God's perfect and holy will. But we also know that God's mercy is new every day. Scripture tells us that. His mercy is new every morning. We know that our God will forgive us. We heard that again today. We blew it continually last year. Thought, word, and deed, transgressions, iniquities, and sins. We're going to probably do the same again this year. And our God still offers us mercy and grace and love. And forgiveness. We can look ahead to 2021 with anticipation because we have the blessing of God's word for at least another 52 Sundays and other special worship times. And once again, we're going to find hope and comfort, whether it comes from Mark or it comes from somebody else that is going to help build us up in the faith and to find guidance as we are on this journey to heaven. 
I'm not going to be prophetic here, but I see 2021 as a time when we see souls enter the kingdom of God here at this baptismal. I can almost see that. And I'm going to warn you, when I see that happen, Mark, I plan to stand up and give whoever that is a standing ovation because that is something special to be received into the family of God. In 2021, I see praise and worship growing in love for one another, having the same purpose to be gospelers in this community. I can't tell you that I'm a fan of drive-by communion. (laughs) Or chiclet communion, sorry. (laughs) But I know we're going to stand in front of this altar, and we're going to receive the body and blood of our Savior. See, 2021 is going to be a good year no matter what happens because we have the one thing that we need. We have the means by which God brings us this grace and grace and grace, his word and his sacraments. Now, sadly, instead of looking ahead to 2021 with anticipation, there are a number of people who are looking ahead with fear and trepidation. I mean, will the economy this year be good or bad? Here's my answer. I don't know. Who's our president going to be in another week? I don't know. What about the lingering effects of the pandemic? I don't know. Will companies be laying off or will they be hiring? Will taxes go up or go down? Will our investments go up or go down? What if we lose a loved one this next year? What if we lose our job? What if some disaster strikes and there's another terrorist attack? Let's take a look back at verse 9 again. In all their distresses, what? He was distressed. And the angel of his presence saved them. In his love and his mercy, he redeemed them. He lifted them up and carried them all the days of old. That's God's promise. And believe me, you can take that promise to the bank. In any distress that may or may not come our way, God will be with us. He will rescue us. He will carry us through even the worst of times. That's his promise. So how does our knowledge of God's grace and goodness for this new year affect our plans? Well, how do we look ahead with anticipation in a God-pleasing way? Well, simply put, we put everything into God's hands. And that's why I chose also James chapter 4. It says, now listen, you who say today or tomorrow we'll go do this or to that city, we'll spend a year there, carry on business, make money. Why do you not even know what will ha- you will not know what happened tomorrow? What is your life? You are a mist that appears for a little while, then vanishes. And I like this last thing. This is where we take 2021. Instead, we say, if it's the Lord's will. Now, we have a great revelation as to what part of God's will is, and that is that all men should be saved. We know that part of God's will is that we go into to all nations and preach the gospel, that we become gospelers. We know it's God's will to receive grace and grace and grace. We know it's God's will to receive mercy and mercy and mercy. We know it's love and love and love. You can repeat whatever you want in there. That's God's will for this year. So as we look forward to 2021 and what God has in store for praise and worship or just individually as Christ followers, we recognize that. It will only be by God's grace and according to God's will that we make our plans. 
See, that experience allows me to stand before you today and to preach this text with great confidence. See, in the good times and the bad times, God is with us. I know that personally. Probably everybody here could walk up and talk about it and say, yes, I've seen God's grace in my life continually. See, as, our, as God's children, we could all stand up and talk about the good things God has done for us, even in the midst of bad times. See, in 2020, no matter what happened, we still enjoyed God's grace and blessing. We enjoyed his word and sacraments in 2020. He was with us through everything last year, even our pain and even in our sorrow. And so as God's people, we can look back in appreciation and we can still look forward with anticipation. Why? God promised. He promised. I remember with confirmation kids, I used to ask them at the beginning of every class, if you were to die tonight, would you go to heaven? Yes, no, or maybe. Or not sure. And that first class I had back in Texarkana, they all looked at me like, you know, deer in the headlights. And all of them said, we don't know. Wow. I said, ask me the question. Okay, Pastor, if you were to die tonight, would you go to heaven? Absolutely. What do you think of that? And one of the girls said, why? I said, because he has to. He promised. He promised that if I believed in Jesus Christ, I will be with him in heaven. I can look back with appreciation, but I'm looking forward to better things in 2021. And in fact, if God were to take me home right now, it would be even better than that. That's looking forward with anticipation. God will provide us with what we need physically, spiritually, comforting us in pain and sorrow. Well, believe it or not, I have one final thought, one final word of encouragement. You'll see it kind of up on the screen. And that's that today and every day, let us celebrate God's grace. Grace that moves us to look back with appreciation and grace that allows us to look forward with anticipation. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for the comfort and the encouragement that you've given us all the way from conception to this very day. In the coming year, we who are part of praise and worship, people who are part of other places that preach Jesus, we're going to celebrate your grace. Grace that is going to move us to look back with appreciation for everything you've done for us. And yet at the same time, to appreciate the grace that allows us to look forward with anticipation. We pray that you continue to be with us and bless us in this journey. Amen.